People like to say that the conflict is between good and evil. The real conflict is between truth and lies. Don Miguel Ruiz. The Walking Dead, Season 3, Episode 15. This Sorrowful Life. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Feed Don't Eat Your Brain. I'm Zachary Ballard, and with me today is Sabrina Reyes. Reyes Thompson. Ray, th- that's right, that's right. <laughs> I met Sabrina, like, oh, she's probably, we met in, like, sixth grade? Yeah. Yeah, sixth yeah. grade, like, middle We became school. friends in, like, sixth grade, mm-hmm. so that's, like, uh, I am, that's 12 years ago. Hey, 12 Can you years imagine that? No! Bro, 12 years. Yeah, so, um, and we've been friends ever since. Yes. We went to each other's weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we graduated high school together. Yep. Um, helped each other through breakups. Yeah, all the breakups. Uh, uh, everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what has been your experience with The Walking Dead? Um, so my experience with The Walking Dead has been pretty brief, I want to say, like in and out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, obviously I got into, I first was introduced to it by you and a former friend of ours named Aiden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so the funny thing is I remember watching it with you guys, like the first episode as, as like little kids. Right. And Aiden kept <sighs> on it and he kept being like, that's not realistic because they would like still be alive and they, they would like bleed out. Like, cause the woman cut in half. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like every five was, minutes was like, commentary bro, and I was like, all right. I should get him on here. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Continue. yeah. So like that was my first introduction to it was that with him and Zach and I. Several times in and out of my life since then with like Elijah, my current husband, and like a, a, some other friends of mine, mm-hmm. I've tried to get into it and I've only ever made it past the first season. I've only ever gotten to the first season. But. Um, How'd you like this episode deep into season three? This episode was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to. I watched it, obviously, just kind of going into it blind, because I had never seen the third season, but mm-hmm. I did listen to you guys talk about the last episode, yeah. and then I went into watching this one, and I just kind of thought about it going into it blind, and I was like, okay, clearly there's things I'm missing here, uh-huh. right? Like, there's clearly something that happened that I need fillers on. So I ended up watching it again with my husband, and he ended up telling, filling me in, and like we talked about the previous episodes leading up to this moment, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty shocked at how... I was shocked at the moral dilemma that had come up yeah. and how beautifully this episode, I think, really painted it. Yeah. More specifically, I was more... I think the characters that really moved me the most were Rick and yeah. um, Merle. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This was Merle's episode for sure. This this was his moment. And I, I was like... I, I was already like, you know, big brother energy, like yeah. big sister energy. Like, I was already going through enough as, as I was as it is, mm-hmm. but, like, this episode was kind of just, like, you know, you, you do things for your siblings, you know, mm-hmm. you, you do things because you feel like it's the responsible thing to do, and it, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it kind of painted the question of, like, what does it mean to be responsible yeah. in an apocalypse? Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I know that things wouldn't be looking the same if things were normal for them, right? Mm-hmm. But because of the circumstances that led them up to here, you know, I, it just, I don't know, what does, I guess my, my big moral dilemma question that I took from this episode was, like, what does it mean to be responsible. What does it mean to, you know, take charge and help lead people in yeah. a kind of apocalyptic yeah. crisis? I don't know. <laughs> and I think I think it all comes down to like your like how good or evil you are, mm-hmm. like comes down to your choices. Yeah. And how responsible you are comes down to your choices. Mm-hmm. Like, and and you see the governor 
and he is acting completely irresponsibly. Because yeah. he wants, he just wants revenge, and yeah. he doesn't give a <sighs> shit about anyone else. He's like everyone is everyone else's cannon fodder, mm-hmm. so that he can get revenge, and so that he can like play out these like awful like fantasies. Like no normal yeah. guy just rips a guy's fingers off. No, like, no, definitely a, like, not. A guy's fingers <laughs> off. Like, um, and he, and we see, and we see the turmoil with Rick, where, mm-hmm. like. At the end of season two, he was like, "This is a dictatorship. This right. is not a democracy. I right. I call the shots. I make the rules, you know." Mm-hmm. But then, but then he decides and he realizes like that wasn't the right way to go. Yeah. Like, and he changes. He like he understands that like this cannot work with just me being the guy. I'm yeah. not your governor. It is us. We do this together. Yeah. And so and so like Rick made the decision and Rick also made the decision not to give up Michonne mm-hmm. as well, uh, and like. He, he made, like, it was definitely, like, the choices you make make you who you are. It's right. not what you think of doing. It's not what you want to do. Intentions it's what you do. be damned yeah. is what you do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and Rick decided to take responsibility for his actions, and the governor has decided not to. Which I found interesting that he, I know it sounds like mentally he knew that, again, I'm going into this blind, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, from what I saw, mentally I feel like he really didn't want to have to do this. But he knew a part of him, like, a part of him felt like he knew that it might just have to be done in order to keep him and his people safe. And the reason why I, I say that is because he, I notice he occasionally goes up to these other characters and he's like, I need to ask you to do this for me because I need you to talk me out of it. Or, like, yeah. I need you to do this. Like, obviously he's struggling with this with this mindset already because mm-hmm. he's, at, he's going up to people being like, talk me out of it, talk me yeah. out of it, talk me out of it. Like, I find that interesting and I want to know, like, why would he go up to people and just ask him that if his mind is set, quote unquote. Because his mind isn't set. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the time we, we like, we think we make up our minds and mm-hmm. we think like, okay, I know what I want to do. But then you talk to other people about it and you're unsure about like, if it's the right choice. Mm-hmm. And like, even, even like Herschel and Daryl, when Rick made the decision not to, he, they were like relieved. They were like, thank you. Like, cause, cause <laughs> like, they not, were like, like, they we were like, we don't want to do make this. this yeah, decision. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and like Michonne even mentions to Merle when she's like trying to, trying to talk Merle out of giving her up to the governor is she was like, you like the, an evil man doesn't care when he does evil. Ah, yeah. A good man does a, like you talk about the weight of it. Like you're feeling this weight because you are a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I thought that was really cool. Cause you see, you see the governor not care at all about, yeah. about the things he does, no, yeah. you know, but then you see Rick and Daryl and Herschel, like dealing with and Merle even dealing with the weight of this decision right yes um and and that that's how you can tell that they're good people you know it's like okay I guess my question my next question would be like was the governor always this way like even before the apocalypse what was he like I've gotten that question basically every single time (laughs) I I don't I don't know I think I think there's a lot of uh, and this can sound kind of pessimistic and stuff, but in our society today, I think there's a lot of psychopaths on leashes. Mm. Like, I think, I think there are, there's a quite a bit of people, like, not the majority, obviously, mm-hmm. but there's a handful of people that, like, if, if things, if the world went down ah! and things started going down, they, they would... Use this as an opportunity. They would use it as an opportunity to do bad shit. Mm. And, um, and that's unfortunate but I think that that's like a reality. And I think, I think the governor had those tendencies before, 
Mm -hmm. Because someone without those tendencies, like, no one without those tendencies would do the thing that he does, right? Right. And and the thing is, is, like, everyone has lost someone. And Mm -hmm. so to say that because he lost his wife and because he lost his daughter, like... And that's the reason he does that. That doesn't that doesn't add up to me because no. Rick lost his lost his wife. Um, Andrea lost her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, every like Herschel lost a handful of his kids and his wife. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has lost someone. Yeah, you know everyone has lost someone, and not everyone is doing the evil <sighs> things the governor is doing. So it has to be that's how he was before, right? Yeah, I am reminded of. His character kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've ever seen Mad Max, uh, mm-hmm. the Toe Cutter. So, um, which one was that? The Toe Cutter, he is the primary um, antagonist of okay. the first films. And then okay. later on in like the later films with um, uh, with, with Charlize Theron and everybody, uh-huh. he is the... Um, he is like the ruler of their of their. Oh, okay. I remember, I remember seeing them a long time ago, but I don't really remember them. Yeah, so he... Before the their apocalypse happened, mm-hmm. he was already a, a ah, fucked up man. Yeah. He was already like running his own gang and ah. stuff like that. Like he was already just a, a bad person. Mm-hmm. And then this just gave him an opportunity yeah. to rise to power, to be the legendary toe cutter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's been a long time, so nobody come at me. But like, I, I just I'm I'm, rem- I'm reminded of him be- with this character of the governor. Uh-huh. Not so much that I think the governor was like as bad as him. No, but like like you're saying, right? Like his these these tendencies, right, just kind of heightened once yeah. the apocalypse happened. Once mm-hmm. there were no leashes, like you're saying, he was just like, ah, mm-hmm. I'm going to do things my way now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was yeah. an opportunity for him to act out these bad feelings. And in a way, he is not, I don't see him as a mentally strong character mm-hmm. than like Rick or yeah. these other characters who have lost, who have lost people up until this point because, and, th- and that, that's what I also think is interesting it's about it's easy to be episode. evil. Yeah, it's, it's easy, easy to, to do let the go. bad thing and to be evil. Yeah. You know? Like it, w- it would be so easy for Rick to just be like, I'm, "Oh yeah, I'll I'm give gonna, him a show. I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him a show, you yeah. know." And like, just to save his his kids, you know. Yeah. And like, because that's what they were warring with is like, Herschel and Rick specifically. They were like, "I need to protect my my family, mm-hmm. and this is the best way to do it." Yeah, you know. And but they didn't <laughs> want to do it because they were good people. Right. Exactly. They wanted to do it. They had a survivalist mentality mm-hmm. going into this, and I, I part of me is also thinking about you know. You know, okay, well, Rick, if this is a democracy, right? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just talk to people about it beforehand? And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I'm wondering if maybe he was. It's because it wasn't a democracy before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it wasn't a democracy up until this no, point. No, uh, but up until that point, that was like the time where he was like, "We got to change." Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, so it was a turning point for him. See, uh, again, I don't know much about this. No, show. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I think the turning point was that the decisions were weighing on him. Mm-hmm. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't handle making these tough decisions, even though he has been the one to make them. Because, mm-hmm. like, those decisions just weigh on you as a person. And right. he needed everyone's help in order to... He realized that he needed other people's help in order to be a sane person. Yeah. Because he's, like, seeing his dead wife. And, and that that was, like, the moment where he realized, like, she's not there. Like, I'm I'm going insane because all this weight is on me. Right. And, that, and that's a lot to take on, especially in the middle of an apocalypse mm-hmm. when you're already having to think about, you know, taking care of, like, your son mm-hmm. and, like, all these other people, these new people that keep coming in, yeah. like... It would drive a person crazy, mm-hmm. which leads me back again to the governor, where it's like, this is only further pushing his morality yeah. down a, a ah! slope, because yeah. he's already... It, it sounds like he was already mentally, like, not all there at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then the apocalypse just, you know, let him go, 
went wild. Yeah. I'm sorry for cursing. But uh, <laughs> it just let him go crazy. And then, again, he is also making himself the dictator of all of these people. Mm-hmm. After a while, I think it just kind of plays with you. I don't know. Yeah. I, I do think, like, and I talked about this last episode, is that, like, when when you have a ton of power without, like, checks and balances, yeah. like, it gets to your head. Yeah. You know? And tyrants tyrants usually get killed. They get killed because mm-hmm. they have absolute power and they 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 hurt people in the process of that absolute power, you know? Mm-hmm. And people don't like that and so they get killed. But, like, pol- political leaders, they tend to... Um, they either have term limits mm-hmm. or they step down or they get killed. Mm, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they get it's out. true. Like... Like, the people will always take you out of power. Yeah. Because ultimately, they're the, one, they're the ones who are right? giving you power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if Rick went down this path, he would have become, um, maybe not as bad as the governor, but he would have become a, a, a tyrant, for sure. He was already acting tyrannical mm-hmm. and telling people what to do, you know? And I think if Rick realized, like, if he was going down this path, he, he would have become something like the governor. Yeah. And, but it was because of who he was before... That he decided he made the decision not to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but going back, going back to like who you are before, like, like the guy from Mad Max, the toe cutter, right? Yeah. Like he was a ba- he was a, a very obviously a bad person before mm-hmm. this all started. But and the governor, the governor seemed to like have a normal life. I think he like sold insurance or something. But how many people do we know that seemingly have like normal lives, but they have like a ton of skeletons in their closets. Oh, like, you see it every like, day. Like serial killers. Exactly. Like, no one thought Ted Bundy was doing that, <laughs> you know? No, nobody. Well, and I see it all the time in, like, these, like, true crime shows, and you mm-hmm. hear about it on the news every day. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he just seemed like a normal guy. I would well, like, never suspect. school shooters. Like, yeah. That, like, no one, no one thought, like, I mean, there's some people that are like, I can see it, but, like, there's, there's these seemingly normal people that are, like, that are, like, actually awful people. Yeah. You know? Regardless of their background. Which mm-hmm. also is also a good talking point of like regardless of people's backgrounds. I know people's backgrounds definitely play into how they develop as a human being, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it sounds to me like both of them seem to have seemingly normal lives yeah. before this thing happened, but maybe I, I think Rick, I think Rick was more mentally, like I, I think he was more mentally stable than the governor before mm-hmm. then, like. Because you can be mentally unstable and live a normal life. It's mm-hmm. true. So, yeah. and this just kind of pushed him well, over like the Well, like, the trauma. The trauma just pushed him over the edge. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love, like, the first scene where Rick is telling Daryl what needs to happen. And mm-hmm. Daryl's like, this ain't us. And Herschel's like, you're right. It isn't us. And, yeah. like, it, uh, it's just so good, like, about how we have the choice to do good or evil. Like, it's yeah. ultimately up to us, you know? And that's what this whole episode was about. Well, and some, and I like how they paint the, the idea that sometimes the right decision is the hardest mm-hmm. decision to yeah. make, and I think they paid it, played it out especially well with Merle, mm-hmm. who, um, you know, he was gonna take Michonne, yeah. like he was going there, he was going to do it, he made up his mind, mm-hmm. and, I mean, just his conversation with with Michonne in the car, mm-hmm. Michonne was very like, she, I, I think she. I was I was impressed by like her grace with it. Like yeah. I I know she was facing certain death and I think fighting for her life in that car with him. Michonne has Michonne reads people like a book. Mm-hmm. And I think that is her strongest quality. Is like she she looks at people and she knows exactly who they are. Mm. And I've always I 
I've always hated people that say that they can do that, but then, like, <laughs> they say some off-color things about you, I'm like, that's not me at all, right. you know? But, like, Michonne doesn't say that, she just, like, she'll, like, just say, like, this is, this is you, um, and she doesn't say, I know people, you mm-hmm. know, when people say, oh, I know people, uh, then... You know, it, it just automatically but like, like but like she she def, she for sure knows who people are the minute she met the governor she was like i can't trust you oh yeah and and like and that's why she came back and wasn't pissed at them because yeah. she knew she knew that that was an incredibly impossible and tough decision that the governor put them in and they wouldn't have been in that position they wouldn't have tried to kill her and give her to the governor if it wasn't for the essence of evil in the group which is the governor do you think she felt guilty about what she put the rest of the party through? Um, I don't think she feels guilty. Okay. I think she feels like righteous anger against the governor. Okay. okay. Because she knows he's a bad man. And, um, and, but that's why she came back and she wasn't upset at that. She, she understood. understood. Yeah. She understood the decision that they felt like they had to make. And, and, um, and she even, so throughout, let's, let's talk about Merle for a little bit because yeah. like. So we see, we see Daryl try to connect with him. He's like, I just want my brother back. Yeah. And Merle, like, pushes him away. He's like, miss me with that shit, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then, um, and then Michonne, the entire time, is, like, breaking his walls and, like, mm-hmm. trying to get him to open up. And the minute, like, he's about to open up, he, like, lets her go. Mm. And, and at the beginning, Rick tells Merle, he's like, do you know why you do the things that you do? <laughs> and, and Merle's like, I don't know. I just do it. And we find out, we find out in earlier episodes that Merle and Daryl were abused by their dad. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like Merle obviously has a lot of <sighs> trauma that he has to deal with. Mm-hmm. And he was obviously an asshole because he had to deal with all that trauma. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and he didn't know why he did the things he did because that's how he was like brought up to be. He was brought up to be an asshole. And, and I think, I think nature does have to do something with it because him and Daryl are completely different people, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, but I wonder if he wouldn't be such an asshole if he wasn't abused as a kid, you know, Mm -hmm. like if, if for some reason he, he just had a better upbringing, um, cause then you, you see him redeem himself at the end of this episode. Yeah. He, he, you know, he almost killed the governor if that kid didn't walk in front of the shot then he would have killed the governor. I, he was so close. But he, he sacrificed himself, and he killed a number of the governor's men. Yeah. He sounded... It sounded to me like, for him, it was righteous anger. And I do not look at that character. Coming in blind, I did not look at him as a bad person. I yeah. didn't. Well, you remember him in, like, the first season, right? Where he's, like, a racist piece of shit <sighs> and doesn't I, care. I do think he <coughs> definitely was ignorant, bigoted, whatever. Yeah. But at the heart of him like this to me showed me who he was at heart mm-hmm. which is not truly a bad person yeah and that again plays back into this moral dilemma of mm-hmm. like it all comes down to your choices like yeah. the governor could have made a different choice mm-hmm. with all of these things that he's doing but the fact that he keeps actively choosing the easy way out mm-hmm. the ways that are ultimately going to benefit him and not benefit the others yeah. tells me that he truly does not have people's true intentions at heart he only has himself mm-hmm. merle on the other hand He, while he, yes, he is actively thinking about himself, he is also, a part of him feels like he's also doing this to protect his little brother. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that's, he he even said that 
all I all I wanted to do was to protect you. That's all I wanted to do this for. Mm. And him talking with Michonne in the car and him just sacrificing himself. Yeah. Like if I die, I died knowing that I tried to kill the man responsible for putting yeah. my brother at harm. Like that to me shows me that it was never just about him. It was yeah. always about protecting others, somebody other than himself. Yeah. Which tells me deep in heart he wasn't always a bad person. He just did bad things and that doesn't make you a bad person necessarily if you just keep doing it. I mean like obviously yeah but like yeah. But, I, but, the point I'm trying to make is like he just made a lot of bad choices mm -hmm. and it wasn't until this good choice that we're finally able to see him for who he is inside and here's the thing Michonne is black mm -hmm. right yeah and he never once said like a bigoted thing to Michonne no he didn't <laughs> and and like he I think he totally could have mm -hmm. but Merle changed who he was at the end yeah. And I, I think Merle redeemed himself. Yeah. I think he, he he showed that he was, deep down at heart, he wanted to be a good person. Yeah. And his final act was him trying to prove that. He was, he deep down himself, his core, was good. Yeah. Even though he, he you know, was a bad person in, in moments of the show. Yeah. And, and Michonne even points out, like, she was like, how many people did you kill? Did you kill anyone before this whole thing happened? She was like, mm -hmm. no. It's like, did you kill anyone before you met the governor? And he was like, no. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's when he realized he was like, oh, shit, ah! the governor fed in to like my trauma mm -hmm. and my bad experience and like my edge and made me the garbage man. To he take manipulated out his trash. him. Yeah. 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 He manipulated him like he does everyone. Yeah. But like, um, but you know, Merle like isn't, you know, Merle is a good person because he feels the weight of yeah. what he's done. You know, because like good, like everyone does bad things. Everyone does good things. Right. But it's like, how, how do you feel when you do bad things? How do you feel when you do good things? You know, that makes yeah. you who you are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he, the fact that he visibly, you could see the mm -hmm. guilt in his face when yeah. she was just asking him those questions. Like mm -hmm. she wasn't And directly... she knew, she knew yes. exactly what questions to ask That's... to get him to like, let her, let her go. Exactly. And that like, to me, like, again, like you're saying, she wasn't directly being like, I know exactly who you are, buddy. Mm -hmm. She was like. So what about this? Yeah. What about this? Huh? Yeah, exactly. And he was like, <sighs> literally, yeah. literally the best, the best way. And I, I learned this in this, this book called like combating cult mind control by Stephen Hassan. Mm -hmm. Um, the best way to get someone to like change their mindset is literally just asking questions. Yeah. Like the best way is like, even, even if it doesn't like change them completely, but just to like get them to think about things like, like in the book, he talks about like, do you think like, just ask questions like this. Like, do you think this person that is your leader has any bad qualities and cult leaders will usually like make you believe that they have no bad qualities. Right. Right. And, and the governor is a cult leader for sure. And, and it's just like asking like simple questions like, so what have you like wanted to do like with your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and then they'll think like, well, I've, I've like wanted to do this. And it's like, okay, why don't you do that? You know, just, like, simple ask questions, but, like, yeah. they, they break down the walls and the barriers of, like, mind control, and and I think Merle even mind controlled himself, like, he thought he was a bad person. Yeah. So he did bad shit, ah! right? And so he, and Michonne was just asking the right questions. Yeah. Simple ask questions, like, and then he realized, I'm not, I'm not a bad person. I can do good. I mean, it, it, it kind of, to me, looks like a therapy session. Yeah. Because therapist... I don't know what Michonne was before, but it wouldn't surprise me if she was a therapist. I, By the way, Sabrina, Sabrina's a, a graduated psychology major. Yes. So she knows she knows a lot about uh, this. <laughs> thing, but yeah, yeah. I know I know some things, and I know nothing <laughs> at the same time. No, you, well, that that's how you know, like, 
Like, I feel like when you become, like, an expert at something, you realize how much you don't know. It's like, true. Like, the novices, the novices and things, and the beginners, they feel like they know everything, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, the minute you become an expert at something, you're like, wow, I don't know shit <laughs> about this, you know? Like, like, I have this fancy title, but I feel like a fraud all the time. <laughs> bro, me too! I have a BFA yeah. in acting, and I sit there and I'm like, I'm really bad at acting, <laughs> you know? like uh, It's true, and I mean, like, I... To kind of not to talk too much about my own personal experience with this, but no, like you're good. when I, I do, I've had to learn how to have these kinds of conversations with people that I work with at my mm-hmm. job, which is like addiction recovery, specifically yeah. with quitting cigarettes, right? And be- because a lot of it is just asking questions. It's not so much me telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. It's me helping you find the answers for yourself. And I have to do that yeah. by asking you questions. So it's like, and I, I, and I personally am myself going through therapy and mm-hmm. he does the same thing to me, you know, yeah. where I sit there and I come up to him like, God, why, why is this happening? I hate all this. And he's like, well, why do you think this is happening? And then yeah. I immediately like <laughs> introspect and I blurt uh-huh. out the answer right there. It's literally just asking the questions. Exactly. Like, you know, and these cult, like these, these dictators, these, these people who are like the cult mindset that you're talking about, these people who are, who want to control you, right. And keep you in their bubble. They do not want questions. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, they make it seem like asking questions is wrong. Why would you question my word? Why would you question his word? Why would you question this? Why would you question that? Just have faith, man. It's like, Uh there's nothing wrong with faith, but I mean, what's, what's faith without having, you know, some questions about it. I mean, like, how could you have faith in like, okay, that's a rock. Yeah. Just trust me, man. That's a rock. I'm pointing to a book, by the way, but uh-huh. I'm telling Zach, that's a rock. Just trust uh-huh. me, man. It's a rock. Don't ask questions, okay? Yeah. Do not ask questions because if you do, you're a bad person. Like, yeah, and you're going to hell. And you're going to hell. You're going to yeah. You're going to go die with the walkers. You're going to die with the walkers. Yeah. That is wrong. That mm-hmm. is wrong because you're ultimately closing off people from yeah. introspection. And she, what, 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 what the government was doing to him for years, she like undid in seconds in that car. Yeah. Yeah. Just by and that's, like, all it takes, like, how yeah. he, how Stephen Hassan talks about, like, um, breaking that away. Sometimes, so, he, he has, he has, like, these sessions with, with people that are deep into cults. And mm-hmm. he was a part of the Moonies. Do you, do you know that cult? Uh, well. I'm familiar with it, but I'm not too... Originated involved. in Korea. Okay. Um, this guy named Moon basically, uh, basically tells, well, he's dead now, but, well, he's not dead, he has arisen to a higher level yes. <laughs> he's right. not dead yeah. um say but, it right, Zach. <laughs> uh, uh, but he basically like told people that he was like the messiah right mm-hmm. you know <laughs> um and and Stephen hassan he was like his is basically his right hand man for like two years oh and the cult and wow. he he left and how he got out of it and how he left is he got into a car accident because he was so sleep deprived by doing work for the cult and he broke his legs he broke, oh I think he broke God. one leg. No, he broke one leg. And he broke his leg in that car accident. And his family saw that as an opportunity to, like, like take him from the hospital immediately. <gasps> and, like, they, and he couldn't go anywhere because his leg was broken. Wait, wait, wait. And they were basically, like, asking him questions. They were like, they were like, um, why, why are you a part of this cult? Like, what has this man done for you? Yeah. You know? And, like, and those three days, uh, and he, he was, like, and he was, like, trained to believe that anyone that, like, questioned his religion mm-hmm. like was a part of the devil and satan you know and so wow. he was like screaming at them it was it was like an exorcism right that's how he like explained it right and 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 so that's that's kind of like how he approaches it he like he like gets their families to like say say you're coming for like a family party mm-hmm. and then um and then like when we're there just say hey this is 
an intervention and you you have the opportunity to leave. That's the most important part is yeah. like giving them the choice to like leave, yeah, you know. Exactly. And they usually don't and they usually like like answer the questions and talk to them mm-hmm. and and then like that that is how like just that separation from it mm-hmm. can do so much for you and and like getting away from that mind control. And I think Merle's separation from the governor was able to, like, help him get out of that, as well as Michonne asking the right questions. Exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all it comes... It's all it came down to to really show who Merle was as a person deep down. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I don't think anybody's really had him... Really sat with him and asked him all the the tough questions. Again, I don't know all the details. My man's never been through therapy. No, we haven't. This this was it. Like... (laughs) Yeah, that was his therapy. But, like... Oh, man. But, like, I, I remember, you know, I was struggling before about, like if I was, like, a good person or a bad person, you know, Hmm. and, um, and I, like, googled it, I was, like, what, like, makes a good person, you know, Yeah. and then, like, the answer I got from, like, basically everything was, like, if you're asking if you're a bad person, that probably means you're a good person, yeah, because you, because you want to be a good person, and that's what makes a good person, yeah, bad people don't want to be good, no. I want to do evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that, I mean, like, I've even had to do things like that, me personally, where I'm like, God, am I a psychopath? Like, why Why do I even want to go into psychology? Uh-huh. Like, I've asked that question to myself many times, especially over the last year, because it's like, why do I do the things that I do? Mm-hmm. Why, like, why well, are you the way that. you are? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm broke as a joke, and I'm like, why did I do acting? <laughs> or I'm like, did I really just go into this because I like it? Or did uh-huh. I go into it because I need to figure out who I am? What is this? Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, I a lot of the answers that I got from Google and, like, from these articles and stuff, and even yeah. that I've kind of obtained in myself is, like, if I... If the fact that I'm asking the questions right now means I'm, I'm at least maybe doing something right, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have to... I have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Introspection has to start somewhere. And, I mean, if it never happens, it never happens, but it's important, too, because I don't mm-hmm. think people would be... I, I feel like people who make, like, these big, giant, long-term decisions wouldn't be where they are unless they had to really sit and think about it. And sometimes that's ultimately what leads to people ending marriages after a long year it's because yeah. they don't sit and ask like was this right you know like mm-hmm. i don't know yeah well like i yeah it's just all about asking questions and yeah. like um and i think rick was also asking questions to himself like why am i doing this mm-hmm. what purpose does this hold and i loved how rick debunked the whole like sacrificing one person for the greater good he was like we are the greater good yeah and he was like I, we would not be the greater good if we sacrificed someone. Like, we all are, you know? Yeah. And I love how that, I think it ended beautifully with him apologizing to the group. Because he admitted he, yeah. he admitted he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And he had, he faced his problem head on with everybody yeah. and said, you know what? I know I did this. I know I went behind your guys' back. And, you know, I, I was going to, like, I was considering this without telling you guys. And for that, I am sorry. Mm-hmm. Because... And good people admit their mistakes. Good people admit when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. People can sit and... I mean, basically, people with a good conscience can sit back and think about what they did wrong and own up to their mistake. Mm-hmm. It, he, it also shows him shows everybody that he, at the end of the day, is human. Yeah. Him, Merle, the governor, everybody in that show is a human being mm-hmm. who is complex, who, you know, they are the way that they are because of their, their life circumstances. Merle, I think, was probably the more complex of them, I think, mm-hmm. because, again, you, you meet him... Like, you immediately meet him, and he's a racist mm-hmm. piece of shit, right? Yeah. But then, later on, it ends with the show of him literally thinking about it and being like, you know what? No, like, I I know that I'm going to make this sacrifice because I agree. This mm-hmm. man is a problem. Yeah. He is going to hurt my brother. 
-hmm. and I can't let that happen. So I will do what I feel is right in this moment and take out the problem. I'll, yeah. I'll cut the snake's head right off, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, and then for Rick to sit here and be like, you know what? You're right. Like, I, I know that I was actually considering giving Michonne to him, yeah. but you're right. Like, at the end of the day, we are the greater good. Mm -hmm. We, like, I came into this with a goal in mind. Yeah. My goal was to establish a new order, a mm -hmm. new order. How can I establish this new order if I just keep doing the same thing ah! I used to do? Yeah. Yeah. And for exactly. that, I admit it. I'm sorry. I fucked uh -huh. up and we're yeah. going to start right over. You know? Yeah. That's yeah, that's what sure. life that's what life is is always gonna be is is we're all always gonna make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just a part a part of that. And as long as you have like goals and values to work towards, it's it makes it like you'll you'll know kind of where you fell off, you, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of how to peter back. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, I I found it interesting that Michonne was like, "Come back with me." Yeah. You know, where are you gonna go? And Merle didn't want to go back one because he wanted to save his brother, and two. Mm -hmm. Because he knew how bad the governor was. And yeah. he knew he did not want to be on the receiving end of it. And he kind of ended on the receiving end of it. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah. he, he went at it with good intentions. Mm -hmm. And yeah. ultimately died with those good intentions. Yeah. Like, it like genuinely broke my heart having Daryl see him see like him. that. Oh. Well, like, oh, that was such a perfect reaction. Oh my god. Daryl seeing him. And like, Daryl obviously had anger towards Merle. Because Merle yeah. was an abusive person to Daryl. No. And, and like, you can see that, like, Daryl, like, keeps stabbing him. And I was like, that's all that anger, like, coming out. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Definitely. You know? And I think, I think it was, like, anger of, like, Merle sacrificing himself as well. Mm -hmm. You know? Just, yeah. Such a heartbreaking scene. And he cried for his brother. Mm -hmm. Like, his brother has put him through a lot. Mm -hmm. And it just showed him, like, going through these different, all of these different emotions that he had been holding back about his brother. He, he loves his brother. Mm -hmm. He would not have been... He would not have reacted the way that he did if he didn't. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's pain there in that relationship that yeah. I think he really just, you know, yeah. let out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not in a, do I hate you kind of way, but mm -hmm. in like a, why did it have to be you? Yeah. I, I can't believe this is happening. Like, anger, coraje. Like, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I I also love how, um, I like, I thought about it, how Daryl wouldn't have been 100% with the group like he is in, like, the rest of the series. Yeah. Of, like, if, if Merle didn't, like, die or change, mm -hmm. you know? Because, like, we see that conversation with Daryl and Glenn, and that's another interesting thing to put about the episode. Like, Daryl is, like, basically asking Glenn to, like, forgive Merle. And, yeah. and like, Glenn... And, and I think Daryl knows that Merle is, like, good at heart. But, like, I think that was an impossible ask for... for Daryl to ask Glenn to forgive Merle because Merle like messed ah! it up for, for <laughs> like Merle beat the hell out of Glenn yeah and tortured him and then and then brought a man that terrorized Maggie you know like it, it, like I I don't think that I don't think I don't think Glenn should be expected Glenn or Maggie should be expected to forgive Merle um no but uh but I think Daryl does see the good in Merle and wanted that. But, I mean, it's just a tough situation. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, forgiveness is always a, a, tough, a tough topic for me mm. personally. And I, I just feel like, like, if that were me in that situation and I had gone through all the things <sighs> that he put me through and mm. maybe I didn't get, like... I didn't get, like, an apology or anything from that, and I was still expected to forgive him, I'd be like, ah, you, no, mm -hmm. I'm not forgiving him. Like, he can go, like, he can kiss my ass, you uh -huh. know? But, I mean, 
Uh, and I guess the part of me just has to ask him, like, why are you asking me to forgive him now? Why? Yeah. Why now of all days? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what happened to cause this to come around? Mm-hmm. Um, because clearly, like, you know what's going on. I know that this has been a problem. It's not only is he hurting me, he's hurting my, my, my future wife, his mm-hmm. little somebody he regards deeply, mm-hmm. you know? And that, to me, like, if it were, like, I, I kind of had a personal thing like this happen in real life recently between me and my husband where we had a, um, a close family member of ours was not being very kind to him. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, public slander. Like, public slander. Okay. And I, you know, for the longest time, my original feelings on it were just to keep quiet. But then I just, I had enough. Mm-hmm. And I just, I said what I said. And I think if somebody came up to me tomorrow and was like, hey, you need to forgive them, my first act, my first question would be, why? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. D- did Glenn, I guess my, I want to ask you, like, has Glenn ever, like, did Glenn ever ask him, like, why, why now of all days, you know? <laughs> Um, what do you mean, like... Why, like, did he ever ask Daryl why Daryl wanted him to forgive Merle? No, I don't think he did. Okay. I, I think, I think forgiveness is a, is an interesting thing because, like, mm-hmm. because it's not as easy to forgive people as people, like, make it seem. And I don't think mm-hmm. Daryl understood the weight of what Merle, like, put them through. Yeah. You know? And, and we we only know people based off of the experiences that we have with them and everyone has different experiences with different people. Yeah. You know, like, like the experience, our, our experiences with each other, um, are not the same experiences that other people have had with us, yeah. you know? And so we're different people to everyone. And so it's like, um, I, I don't think Glenn and Maggie have an obligation to forgive Merle. No. But I also understand Daryl's plight because he, he wants Merle to be happy and to be better, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, just, I don't think there's an answer there. I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Okay, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it is interesting, and, and a, another moral dilemma mm-hmm. that is brought up a lot, even in real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's easy to ask somebody to forgive somebody just off the bat. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I think Glenn and Maggie, you're right. I think they do have the right to say no to that if they so choose, because mm-hmm. like you're saying, you know, everybody has different experiences. Um, why do you feel then that, that Daryl, why do you feel like Daryl wanted Merle, wanted them to forgive Merle, I guess? I think, I think Daryl thought that it would help Merle become better. Okay. I, and I, I think Daryl knows Merle better and knows, like, um, that whatever he did wasn't deep down who Merle was. Mm. You know, that the governor had, had his hold on Merle. You know, not to say that, like not to diminish the bad things that Merle has done, but, like, um, people with power can make other people under them do terrible things. Right. You know? Yeah, like, I mean... Well, I mean, look yeah. at Hitler. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he made all those people, killed millions of people. Yeah. You know? Because and he, they all believed him. Mm-hmm. They believed in that idea that he was giving everybody, mm-hmm. you know? So... I don't know. Both both their sides are valid, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Let's speaking of Glenn. Let's talk about how he wants to get married. Yes, marry marriage in the time of the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And I I thought like I thought it was like interesting because he he said I don't know we might die in a week we might not make it through the week but like I want her to know like m- how I feel about her oh. and I, I think it's like such a like a important thing like people knowing who you are mm-hmm. like 
because like when you die and people don't know who you are then they don't know like who you were mm -hmm. you know and that was so important to glenn for like maggie to know like hey this is how much you mean to me and if we don't make it through the week i just want you to die i want us to die knowing like what we mean to each other do you think do you think if the apocalypse weren't there he do you think if the apocalypse didn't happen he would have the same feelings for maggie or he i don't, I don't know her? if they would even have met each other dang yeah yeah <laughs> Their relationship seems like it's all based on circumstance. Yeah. The circumstances of their current situation, which, I mean... Which, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily, like, a bad thing. No. You know? No. Like, they fell in love over this, like, trauma, and I think, you know... That's a both... very hard thing to do, I think. Yeah. Very, it's very... Some can say childish, but I think it's very... I think it's very sweet, and I think mm -hmm. it, it definitely plays into the kind of world that Rick is wanting mm -hmm. they are the example of the future he's building yeah. up yeah. like that and again that that's why i, I think I, I like this show this episode specifically a lot going into it blind because there mm -hmm. was a lot happening but yeah. even as i'm talking to you about this now i'm i'm noticing like oh, okay like that's a nice detail that they did there like mm -hmm. i think it's very sweet that they added the detail of glenn still wanting to propose to his love and yeah. say hey if we don't make it to the end of the week i at least just want you to know how i feel you know Meanwhile, this turmoil with Michonne is happening, mm -hmm. the governor is happening, everything's happening right now. Like, yeah, and how Glenn's could you... worried about getting married, you know? <laughs> but that's that's exactly the, the world that Rick is trying to build, yeah. is these two. Yeah, like the, it's the, the hope. The hope, yeah. Mm -hmm. There is, even in a time like this, they are the example of hope yeah. in that world, which yeah. is very sweet. I think it's very sweet. Also, ring shopping is so easy now. <laughs> you just go to a freaking walker <laughs> with a ring, just cuts off ring. her finger. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my god, um, I was like, I guess if, if it's available, I mean. It's so, I think it's kind of sweet, though. <laughs> I think it's sweet. Can you imagine, like, he's got, like, the box with, like, her finger in the hand, like, will you marry me, Maggie? With the finger? Oh, with the still, finger, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to talk about. Did you want to talk about anything else? Um, let me look at my notes. Um, I guess my, my one big question that I got mm. was for you. If you were left in charge of... Like, if you were Rick, right? Like, uh -huh. and I'm not just saying, like, just you're, you're in charge of your friends and family, but you're in charge of all these random strangers uh -huh. in the zombie apocalypse. What kind of world would you want to build? I mean, I think the same as Rick. I think I would want to, I would want to try to build a community again. Okay. And, you know, we all, we all, like, contribute. We all help each other. You know, I would want to, like, I would want to get to the point where we can have entertainment again. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would want I would want to do that. How would you how would you build that world? Um I think like utilizing everyone's strengths. Okay. You know, like everyone has their own strengths and like actually like utilizing them and and using them to the fullest. It was like and having allowing other people to like use them like that gives them purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what I would do. Yeah, like I I feel like if it was if it was me, I would, I would idealistically want a world like Rick, but I know it would be very very hard for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would first probably want to think about establishing some some level of structure. Yeah. So well, you need safety first. Yeah, you know? safety first. Um, and yes, like utilizing people's strengths to their, to their to you know to to benefit everybody like the community, right? Mm -hmm. I guess, for me, like, I don't have a ton of like survival skills i guess is my thing is like what i take in somebody like myself who maybe doesn't know how to build a fire doesn't know only knows like a handful of like first aid kits maybe doesn't know how to hunt or gather or anything like 
what would you do with somebody who just has zero survival skills and they're mm. like, ah, you know, their yeah. whole life was built around developing strengths for the current world, yeah. but then that world is just shattered. It's yeah. done. Like, I think everyone, new? I think everyone has, has strengths that they can like use though. Okay. Like, I, I mean, you know, I've thought about like, as an actor, how would I use those strengths? Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I was and like, as a as a like a psychology major, how would I use those things? Well, I'd be going up to somebody you, and be like, "It's yeah, all right, man." Everyone has. To I'll, I'll now, deal. So. I'll deal. Help you deal with some trauma yeah. while dealing with some of my own. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> but like as an actor, I mean, I'm I'm not just an actor, but like, mm -hmm. um, I think I can, I think I can see where a lot of puzzle pieces fit mm -hmm. within like the grand scheme of the group. Cause that's how like I'm trained to like view my characters, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, and I feel like I would be able to talk to people and understand people and I would be able to, to make deals and, and even, even deceive people, which I think would be very important in a zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Um, and like lie to people. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean those skills, like, I feel like everyone has skills that would be useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can give therapy to everyone's brain. <laughs> Let's talk about this apocalypse yeah. today, guys. Group therapy at five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's an interesting question. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's also kind of interesting to think about how other people would answer. Like, mm -hmm. maybe kind of goes into their psyche a little bit. Like, would they fall more in line with the with what the government wants to set up, mm -hmm. with, with what the governor wants to set up versus what Rick wants to set up? Yeah. You know? Does that necessarily make you a bad person because you feel like the governor's system works better than Rick's system? Yeah. I don't know. Dang. <laughs> well, there, yeah, there's a ton of political systems yeah. out there, and, you know, none of them are perfect, but yeah. 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 That's a good question. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I think I've said everything. Yeah, I, I think that was basically it for me, too. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, we'll be right back after a short musical interlude with The Moral Dilemma. Sabrina. I feel like I'm on the hot we seat have here. Been, we have been friends for 12 years. Mm -hmm. Helped each other out through a lot. Yeah. Had a lot of good times. Yes. <laughs> Would you sacrifice me for the greater good? No. I, no? I would have a really... No. And it's because of my personal biases. Uh -huh. And the personal biases being what you've just described. <laughs> okay. I would probably fall along the lines of what Merle did and be like, I would rather sacrifice myself. Uh -huh. Than see you get hurt. Mm. And I know that's not always the more rational decision because uh -huh. it's like, well, what kind of strengths would the group lose out on if you're gone? Like, that's, I guess, because that, that would be the other thing, too, is like, I'd have to think about it in a, in a very logical way. Like, if, 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 um, if you're literally, like, throwing us off a cliff here, like, the decisions that you are actively making are harming us mm. and there is yeah. no convincing you of changing those actions and not throwing us off a cliff or mm -hmm. whatever, right? Then at that point, like, even then I would still have a hard time letting Dang. you go. You know what I mean? Dang. Like, I'd be like, okay, um, 
I'd, I'm, I'd rather strip you of your power and put you like behind me as like a puppy <laughs> than like. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's even worse. Because like, I'd rather you see you. About? I would rather I would rather keep you alive than sacrifice you for the hmm. greater good. I don't know, like. Hmm. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Thanks, Sabrina. Would you do the same no, for me? No, I wouldn't. Me? I wouldn't do the same. <laughs> I, I wouldn't sacrifice you for the greater good. No. Oh. No. I'd rather die fighting. Yeah, exactly. I'd yeah. rather die fighting for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Aw, Zach. Aw, Sabrina. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I think that's it. I think that's the episode, baby. Yep. So uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode, and stay safe and stay sane. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Feed Don't Your Brain. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Feed Don't Your Brain. You can also follow us on Twitter at Zacky the Zombie. Also, feel free to email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at feeddon'twayourbrain at gmail.com. You can also follow Fortune Horseman on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can donate to our Patreon page called Feed Don't Your Brain on Patreon. Thank you all for listening, and stay safe and stay sane.